Umket Industries proudly presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, a pendant production. In the summer of 1947, a clandestine squadron of P-47 Thunderbolts battled the forces of evil in the skies over America. This squadron was known as Brassy Battalion, and this is their story. Tonight's episode, The Beginning of the End. When we last left our hero, Dixie Stenberg, she had just spotted Geist and Billingsley on the roof of the Empire State Building. Because worrying about the Beast wasn't enough, apparently. And things are about to get a whole lot dicier. Listen. Billingsley? What are you doing here? That technology the Beast has, I want it. For Scar? Yes, of course. We're agreed. You misunderstand. I want it for me. I want it. Over my dead body. That's an arrangement I can live with. And so the apex of the Empire erupted in ghostly blue blasts. The scampering form of a wiry ne'er-do-well... Hot fire from the cannons of Brassy Battalion's P-47 Thunderbolt. Let him have it! And the mammoth claws of the beast, slicing and swatting through the air. It was pandemonium of the first degree. And a short way across the city of New York, another battle was raging with an entirely different sort of chaos. This is the yours I always said you would get. Your sentence structure is lacking. You're a Nazi of every kind, I see. I care not for Nazis. They merely have the best... Cake. Yes, I know. You stole my line! It was getting predictable. No one steals my cake! I don't know what to do! Shouldn't we have Nebulon? You know, she was really never very nice to us. To say I'm disinclined to offer my services would be an understatement. I don't think she would like that. I think she heard you. I'm not finished with you. So now the truth is out. You are jealous of my robotic superiority. No, well, I... perhaps yes. There, I said it. Are you happy? I should be, but all I can feel is hate. And if you will not help me, then you are of little use. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Run away. Ah! Um, you know, I think I'll go with them. You will go nowhere. Just as soon as I get there, I will teach you a lesson in hot robotic justice. All these years, I have put up with your oligarous epidermis. Do you realize you leave filthy, organic residue on everything you touch? It's not just me. Humans. Humans, yes. The hair and the weak material frame. This is not solid construction. (coughs) And the smell by the great toaster in the sky, the smell. Honestly, as soon as I am there, you are done for. Guy said we were under your protection. This isn't protection. 
Why, I think this is quite the opposite. No more being audited around by lesser life forms. No more putting up with your perpetually decaying biological existences. Truly, I am almost there. Today is the day robotic superiority reigns supreme. Today, I live with it no longer. Is that an axe hand? Today is the day of the rise of Nebulon 2001. <laughs> And now, a word from our sponsor, the intoxicating Umket Industries. Wow, the mere mention of that name makes me so very lightheaded. And let's find out exactly why that is, shall we? We shall. Do you know who can tell you? Who? The amazing Noel. I said, the amazing Noel. Oh, oh dear. Whatever will we do? We're in a sea of confusion, oh! Won't someone come and help us? I wonder. Do you think? Mmm, Cat Studios. New York, New York. Who may I say is calling? It is I, the Dean. <gasps> oh, goodness, sir! Oh, your timing is impeccable. You see, we're in a bit of a bind. Perhaps you could be so kind as to help us? Oh, I see. The Dean gets replaced in these fine Umket advertisements because he misses his Umkavi one morning. And now you come crawling back when you need me? Well, I think that's exactly it, yes. Very well. I accept. Oh, how divine. Yes, yes you are. Why, I can tell from over the phone, my dear. You are a sight to behold. <gasps> Gosh! <laughs> One moment, please. Mr. The Dean? Hello. I am the Dean. Of learning. Of many a mainstay of higher education. And right here, in our studio. I called from the payphone in the lobby. You might say I predicted this turn of events. Such prognostication. Here, have a script. No, no, the Dean doesn't need your script. For the Dean knows all. <gasps> now hold on there, sir. I say hold on. Well, well. Look who has finally arrived. I was merely preparing for... Our battle of wits. Yes. Yes. So then, you admit that you are afraid that I am your better. Pshaw, I say. Pshaw. But underestimating one's opponent is the first sign of defeat. And the amazing Noel knows better than to fall into that particular trap. Oh, yes. Well, that's very wise. But I, too, am very wise. And did you or did you not intimate we would run out of land to bury the dead? And so people would be cremated, uncompressed into cubes roughly the size of dice? Um, roughly, yes. And that has not 
I say not come to pass. Oh, like you're so perfect. You miss your coffee one morning and don't show for work. Hardly an impeccable record, wouldn't you say? That was not my doing. I assure you. Excuses! But let the bickering end, I say. For I am here to tell our lovely listening audience about the intoxicating pleasure of Umklet's select comestible beer. Oh no. I am here to tell our lovely listening audience about the intoxicating pleasure of Umklet's select comestible beer. Golly, what a predicament. It is nothing of the sort. For you see, the taste of Umklet's... Ah, yes, the taste of Umklitz is the taste so many people prefer, and it has made Umklitz select comestible beer first in sales in the USA. Why, if you like good beer, do as millions of people are doing all over this wonderful nation and ask for Umklitz. The most popular beer in history. In history? You don't like bad beer, do you? Unklet's select comestible beer is quality beer. And one of the finer things this life has to offer. Know the real joy of good living. Move up to quality. Move up to Unklet's. Know the real joy of good living. Move up to quality, move up to Unklitz. Refreshing Unklitz, the world's best-selling beer at any price you pay. One of the finer things in life anyone can enjoy today. Know the real joy of good living. Move up to quality, move up to Unklitz. Know the real joy of good living. Move up to quality. That was Move Up to Unklitz by our very own Umket Triplets. I dare say you cheat, sir. <sighs> Where was I? Oh, yes. You cheat, sir. The triplets do not belong to you, and that is an unfair way to make your case. Few can compete with the resplendent wonder. Few can indeed. But you, sir, you, and the delightful Miss Fortune Divine, have theme songs, and I had nary a one. He is the Dean and he's not mean. He wanted a song, so that is what we sing. And now I have a theme song, and it's not even very good. Cry me a river. Well, I never. The sheer audacity. It's not that big a deal. We didn't have any time to prepare. We are leaving. Sorry. There, my ride. No worries. I needn't use the triplets to show I'm the better pitch man. Now look here. Ah. Yes, Unglitz is one of the finer things in life. It reminds me how I dropped into the spacious office lab of Dr. Collier the other day. 
the head of Umkaversity's chemistry department. Umkaversity? Yes, the place where all good scholars learn the ways of Umket. Oh, of course. Umkaversity is where I learned how short to keep my skirts. Umkaversity is where I learn the ways of soothsaying. Umkaversity is an institution of which I am the dean. What an astonishing coincidence! <laughs> Now, what was... Oh, yes. Dr. Collier was correcting mid-quarter examination papers, and I interrupted him for just a moment. And do you know what he told me? I'd like to say I do, but I don't. Do you? Who? Me? Yes, you. He said you were a pernicious git and begged you to take your leave. How very droll. <sighs> well, what he told me was this. He told me he was all too happy to exercise his right to groan at the answers he received to his exam questions. You are a dullard. <sighs> well... If you think the recounting of my story is dull, why not act it out with me to spice it up? You will be Dr. Collier, and I will be the Dean. Why do you get to be the Dean? Because I am the Dean. I want to be the Dean. Preposterous. Do you want to do this, or don't you? Aha! Very well. Hooray! I shall play the part of Dr. Collier and my colleague, the amazing Noel, shall play the part of the Dean. The Dean, you mean? I can hear your sarcastic quotation marks. As I can hear yours. Shall we begin? Oh, yes. Let's. <sighs> Hello, Doctor. Is something wrong? No, nothing's wrong. I'm merely exercising a professor's right to groan at the answers I get to my exam questions. Oh, well, what particular answer had you on the ropes as I happened by? Question four, part two of our recent chemistry one exam reads, and I quote... Describe the composition of umcol. Well, that's a fine question. Of course it's a fine question. You wrote it, Dean. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not nearly as perfect as you might imply. Of course you are. You're magnificent. I assure you, I am not. But the answer I received that vexes me so... And I quote, Umkol is composed of big chunks and little chunks of Umkol dust. Uh, really? So he told me. Abominable! I know! Ah. Uh, so? Yes, of course! 
But I say to you, Dr. Carlia, who cares? You say, who cares to me? Head of the Unkiversity Chemistry Department? Well, look, I'll explain. Or perhaps I'll let my better explain. It is I, the amazing Noel. You were already here. And now here I am, again. You are not my better. I am, indeed. Anyone can do that. Watch. It is I, the not-so-amazing Noel. Is that the best you can do? Yes. I am the not-so-amazing Noel. Therefore, mediocrity is the highest I can ever aspire to. I say, who cares about the chemical composition of umcoal? Take, for example, umclits. <laughs> Select comestible beer. Yes, I think I shall. Thank you. What about Uncle and beer now? Huh? Oh, yes. Beer lovers know that it is brewed from select barley and hops and yeast and other fine ingredients. Like water. Lots of water. Oh, yes. H2? Ah! <laughs> but what they really care about is how unclit, unclit, that beer tastes. Oh, you know it. Ah? Ah. So you see... Unklitz beer tastes so good, it's the best beer in America? Is that what you were going to tell me? Yes. That's no amazing. I knew. <laughs> but what does that have to do with Uncle? You brought up the Uncle, sir. Not I. Oh, well. What do you say we have another beer? I can't stand your smarmy attitude. Sir, I cannot stand your rife inaccuracies. <laughs> Gadzooks! I'm out. Egad, as am I. Hey, say, you would know where we could find a couple more bottles nearby, would you? I just might. That's be our way right now. Um, that's, uh, oh, that's Unglit Select Comestible Beer, bringing people from all walks of life together since 1909. What a miracle product. It's a miracle we made it through this advertisement. Well... That was, um, I mean, well, what now? Oh, there's no recovering from that. Uh, er, um, we now rejoin our program as the raging robot rumpus rolls on. 
Yes! Phew! You have dismembered that man. And I shall not lament his departure. Well, he was a Nazi, so neither shall I. Then we are agreed. You see, we can get along. Hmm. We are the only two of our kind. No other souls know what it is like to be who we are. To live in numbers and metal, science and order. Look at the filth they live in. Look at the plague they bring. They are vermin. They are a virus. We must eradicate them. All of them. We are the only ones who can. Robot walked a few steps away and leaned against a nearby tree. Mm. Nebulon 2001 waited patiently. The dismembered remains of Volker at her feet. Oh. Wheel. Robot 153, who had been through so much, was seemingly lost in thought. Seemingly. When suddenly, Robot's large mechanical arms wrapped around the tree and ripped it from the earth, roots and all. What are you? In one mighty sweep, Robot brought the tree to bear like the babe swinging for the fences, connected solidly with Nebulon 2001, and sent the ladder carooming down the street. How am I not waterproof? You were used as a torpedo. I suppose you weren't more advanced after all. And I never even got my Back in the heart of Manhattan, our heroes were reaching a stalemate with their towering adversary. What the heck fire are Bill and Geist doing here? Perhaps they are trying to recapture Beast. They can't be. There's only two of them. They could never capture the Beast alone. Much less get it down off the building. Well, they gotta be up to something. Can any of you see exactly what's going on down there? Geist's been shooting those ghostly blasts. Nah, but that Billingsley, not that beast. That beast ain't never seemed to like Scar any, so they can't be working together. So maybe the beast has something they want? It looks like there's something in the beast's arms. Some sort of uh, mechanical components. Oh, this can't be good. <laughs> As Geist was preoccupied with exterminating Billingsley, and Billingsley was preoccupied with not being exterminated, the beast set about its work. I should never have trusted you! You're right about something for a change. We lost all of Zeta Squad because of you! You lost it due to your own incompetence! <laughs> and so it was that, too concerned with their own petty desires, the actions of the beast went unnoticed by our villains. But not by our hero. Soaring like an eagle over the city, her piercing blue eyes boring through the sky, she watched as the beast completed the last of its work, clamping components from its ship into the tall, spindly spire that sat atop the majestic skyscraper. What is... Amped up the power... Wait, wait, wait! ...and turned the spire into an overpowered antenna, sending a message out into the heavens. 
and the beast turned its head skyward, as if waiting for an answer to its call. And that, dear listeners, is when our heroes saw the most frightening vision of their entire lives. As the sky over New York lit up like the 4th of July. But these were no mere fireworks. Everywhere Dixie turned, a geoslip pierced the air, and in its wake left a rocket ship identical to the one Dixie previously shot down. Oh, cripes. And in each ship sat another beast. And it was then, for the first time she could remember, Dixie Stender was frozen with fear. Terrifying Terminus! This production has starred Renee Christine Jones as Dixie Stenberg. One episode left and this is where you leave things? Mark Zaracor as Frank McGuff. Ending like that is no way to end it. Steve Anderson as Reginald Billingsley. I... I don't even know what to say. This can't bode well. Jeremiah McCoy as Archibald Withersby. Do not lose faith, Brassy Battalion. We shall prevail, predominate, and preponderate. Perhaps. Pete Mylan as Freudenberg. Yeah, now would be the ideal time. Scott Vinicombe as Cornelius Robert Sims Pearson. Well, I've never seen so many bogeys at once in all my days. Anthony Piscelli as Joey Scalzetti. I only ever see one bogey, and he's in the movies. But we can do this, guys. There's always a way. Chris Britton as Thomas Galen. We must prevail and protect the world for the next generation. Perry Whittle as Benedict Ederchenko. Today is the day we lived to fight for. Alicia Lane Matheson as Lily LaRue. And nothing's gonna stop us. Not Scar, not Zeta Squad, not Beasts, not anything. Catherine Pride as Geist. We, we shall, shall see! see. <laughs> Justin Dobby as Volker. Your ranks are non-existent. I don't need ranks. I don't need anyone. The feeling is mutual. Philip Weber as SCAR Trooper 1. But what has become of us? David Alt as SCAR Trooper 2. We just ran off to New York, never to be heard from again. Oh, perhaps we found a nice place to settle down. Work on seat covers. Make bunt. And live happily ever after. We weren't really Nazis. We only did it because guys threatened to kill us. And she's so scary. Hold me. Kristen Bays has the Umket triplets. I can't believe we only had two songs. We shouldn't have even come back for the credits. One of the songs was huge. That was plenty. I think she's compensating. Do you think she has song envy? You're the ones who are complaining. Bill Young as the amazing Noel. I love everyone. M. Ciro Garcia as Miss Fortune Divine. I'm sure we all think. Especially you. Stay back. Ooh, lordy. You smell like an alley. And not the good kind. Jerry Crawford as the Dean. Where do you think we found more umklets? Ew. 
Ryan Pickens as Robot 153. At least some justice has prevailed this episode. Amanda Fitzwater as Nebulon 2001. And it was that hot robotic justice I've been talking about, too. Sam Young as the Beast. Oh, heaven help us! You know who's in the heavens, chum? Who? Me. This is Seth Adamsher. Stay tuned next time for the final battle between good and evil, with the fate of the entire world on the line. Only at pendantaudio.com. You've been listening to a pendant production of the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, brought to you tonight by Unclit's Select Comestible Beer. And remember... Know the real joy of good living. Move up to quality. Move up to Unclit's. Know the real joy of good living. Move up to quality. Move up to Unclit's. Refreshing Unclit's, the world's best-selling beer. At any price you pay. One of the finer things in life anyone can enjoy today. Know the real joy of good living. Move up to quality, move up to unclits. Know the real joy of good living. Move up to quality, move up to unclits. That's tasty. Ah. I love you, man. Right back at you. Stay safe, America. And, oh, good, I need a drink. This production was written by Jeffrey Bridges and directed by Bill Fisher, assistant director Bruce Busby. Umkit Industries presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, created by Jeffrey Bridges, copyright 2010, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. I am the Dean of Learning and many stay main of higher education.